Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Well, again, it is my privilege to be your host this afternoon. I'm Bob Bernie, and I am broadcasting from Columbus, Ohio. I host Bob Bernie Live every weekday afternoon. As Don Crow hosts the Don Crow Show every weekday afternoon. And occasionally, I have the privilege of guest hosting for Don. Today is one of those days. So we are simulcasting. So I welcome Don's listeners in Washington and my listeners in Ohio. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Next up is Bo. And Bo is in Springfield, Ohio. Bo. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Welcome. Yes, this is Bo Nichols. So I noticed that uh, <clears throat> when I looked at some uh, good documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and the Constitution, you can't find any mention of being a, a democratic government that we have. If I'm right, I think Benjamin Franklin said after he had uh, they had passed the Constitution. They asked him, what kind of government do we have? And he said, a republic if we can keep it, keep it. And all the politicians that I know of say we have a democratic government, including those who are republic. And I'm wondering how that happened. Well, we have drifted slowly from uh, our founding fathers' principles. And you're exactly right. We are not a pure democracy. We are a representative republic. Uh, many people think that's interchangeable and synonymous, and indeed they're not. And I think that probably most people, when they refer to a democratic government, uh, they're using a very broad general sense, and and some may mean a representative republic, uh, others may not. So I think it depends on the individual, but you are absolutely correct, Bo. Uh, we are a representative republic, and that's certainly the kind of government that our Constitution has founded. And if we follow the Constitution, then we do have a representative republic. And uh, that's when we look at the difference between conservatives and liberals politically, that's the major difference, our view of the Constitution. A real conservative honors the authority of the Constitution, a liberal believes that the Constitution is a living, breathing, breathing, constantly evolving document. So what the Founding Fathers meant when they wrote the Constitution really doesn't even matter anymore, because we have to interpret in light of modern culture, modern society, etc., which ultimately will completely destroy the original intent of the Founding Fathers, and that's what the liberals want. They want a government formed and fashioned after their desires, their thoughts uh, about what America should be rather than what this nation was created to be. That makes sense? Yes. Okay. How can we change change this with our representatives and senators? Well, we elect people. We are very careful to elect people who understand what kind of government we have. That's the important thing. And 
you know, theologically, the most important question you can ever ask a pastor is, what do you believe about the Bible? Do you believe the Bible is the inspired, infallible, inerrant Word of God? The most important question you can ask a politician is, what do you feel about the Constitution? Are you an originalist or not? If they're not an originalist, they don't get your vote. At least they shouldn't. So the answer politically is to elect the right people. All right, Bo, thanks. Appreciate it. Good thoughts. Uh, Let's go to Sheila in Maryland. Hi, Sheila. Thank you for calling. You're on Bob Bernie Live and the Don Crow Show. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for your program. You've had so, my gosh, especially that one when you say we respect our fathers for their position, not their performance. Oh, I got to share that one with, with these women I'm, I'm around. And then the one that I wanted to mention was a gentleman came on in reference to um, President Trump and his ways. But I was listening to a program this week, and President Trump is a born-again man. So a lot of the craziness that he did was before he was born again and became a Christian. Well, I certainly hope that is the case. Um, I... Uh... Like I said, I've never met President Trump. I don't know him, but I know people who who do. And a a well-known, nationally known pastor who was very close to Donald Trump is also a good personal friend of mine. And I asked him point blank. Uh, oh, my goodness, this was probably four years ago. Uh, you spend a lot. Of, I asked him, you spend a lot of time with President Trump. Is Donald Trump a born-again Christian? And his response to me was, I, I cannot divulge private talks with, that I've had with the president because that would be uh, violating privacy issues and uh-huh. so forth. But he certainly implied to me that Donald Trump had become a born-again believer. Now, uh-huh. what I believe— if that is true, and I certainly hope it is, I don't think that he has grown spiritually. I think he's still a babe in Christ, and because of that, he says things, does things that a mature Christian just would not do. A mature Christian doesn't call people names and berate people. That's not what a mature follower of Jesus does. Maybe a baby Christian. So... I've always tried to give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt on his spirituality, and I pray that he's a believer. You know, I do. I, I pray that he's a believer, and if he is, I pray that he uh, he grows. I do. Mm-hmm. All right? Yes, thank you. Thank and, you, Sheila. Yep, yeah, thank you. And and remember, though, remember, you know it better than me, but didn't he—it was something very strong in the Christian world— was Israel or something? He put them back to where they originally supposed to be in the land well, out there? Well, he moved the Israeli or the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, which is right, okay. where yeah, it should be. And right. presidents, every president from Bill Clinton on, Congress passed a law that said, we're going to move the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. But part of the law was... Uh, every six months, the current president would determine whether it was time to do that or not. Well, Bill Clinton, every six months, said, eh, not now. Uh, uh, George W. Bush, 
every six months said, eh, no, not now. Barack Obama, every six months, eh, no, not now. Donald Trump was the very first one that had the courage to do what the legislature of the United States had mandated years before. And he finally did it. And when he did, his detractors said, we're going to have World War III. We're going to have major war between the Arabs and the Jews, and we're going to destroy peace. I mean, they were predicting all kinds of horrible things that were going to happen. Nothing happened. (laughs) Nothing happened. And Donald Trump was the very first president that had the courage to do what we were, what we voted to do years before. That was one of the great accomplishments of his presidency, as well as what was called the Abraham Accords, which was uh, the greatest peace agreement in the Middle East in decades. And that was under the leadership of Donald Trump. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sheila. God bless you. You too. And have a great Father's Day. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, It is true. Uh, Donald Trump, during his presidency, love him or hate him, was the most pro-life president in American history. He was also probably the most pro-Israel president in American history. And I think... In spite of his failures, his uh, moral issues, um, I think that's one of the major reasons why God blessed his presidency. And we had such prosperity and peace. He honored Israel. And the Bible does say, I will bless them that bless thee, I will curse them that curse thee. Um, So in spite of a lot of his failures, he honored Israel, and I think God honored that. All right, we're going to take a break. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. We're going to wrap things up here in a few minutes. But uh, before we do, we're going to go back to the phones and head to Baltimore. And we have the privilege of talking to Valencia. Valencia, thank you so much for calling. Welcome. You are on the air. Yes, how are you? And God bless. Well, um, I am well know, and I am blessed. Thank you for asking. And happy Father's Day. Too. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. But I'm, okay, I wanted to address the caller that was bashing Obama, uh, I mean, bashing um, Trump about his adultery and stuff like that. And I wanted to know, is she aware about Obama when he was senator, his homosexual and crack smoking affair with Larry Sinclair? She can Google the whole testimony. It's on YouTube. He had receipts and everything. 
and he's he testified before Congress under oath of him and Obama smoking crack and Obama uh, and having palatio, you know, or uh, a homosexual affair. Not once, but twice. He had the locations, receipts, and everything. So she needs to, um, before she talks of, you know, and praise Obama, he claimed to be a Christian, but then he said, Obama, uh, is no, America is no longer a Christian nation. America is God's Gentile nation. If you read Hebrews 11:10, all the laws in this land confine their roots from the Ten Commandments. That's why they were placed in all courthouses. But Obama had them removed because they were that they they are from they were from God, and they were right there in jest. But Obama had them removed. But he lied and said he was a Christian. A Christian would do that. Then he legalized same-sex marriage. Christians well, don't legalize same-sex yeah. marriage. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know about the accusations that you mentioned about it's, Obama. I've I've seen them, read them. I, I don't know whether yes. they're true or not. I don't know. But here, for me, the reason that I had problems with Barack Obama, his view of America was not the view that our founding fathers had. He did not believe that America was a good country with faults and failures. He believed that America was a bad country that occasionally did something good. Donald Trump, with all of his failures, Donald Trump had moral failures, and I'm sure Barack Obama did, but Donald Trump at least believed in the dream of our founding fathers and understood the good that America had accomplished. He knew that America had accomplished great things. Uh, His view of America was very similar to Ronald Reagan's. That was not the view of Barack Obama because, again, Barack Obama sat for 22 years under Jeremiah Wright, who basically hated America. Uh, And it was America that gave Barack Obama the opportunity to be president. And then he still did not appreciate the heritage of America. That was that was my main problem with, with Barack Obama. It's not a Christian. I truly believe you cannot be a Christian and a Democrat because the Democrat platform is abortion and same-sex marriage. Well, you cannot condone what God condemns. And call yourself. And you know what? Ten years ago, I would have disagreed with you on that, Valencia. But I I can't be a Democrat. I can't today. I have said this on my program. I do not understand how a Bible believing Christian can be a Democrat because of the party platform itself. What they believe, what they stand for, is the antithesis of biblical truth. Uh, so, like I said, if if you had said that 10 years ago, I would have disagreed with you. But I sadly, and I mean that sadly, I can't disagree with you today. Valencia, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. You do the same. God bless. All right. Thank you. Okay. You, right. you also. All right. I wanted to get to this and I don't have a whole lot of time, so I'm going to have to be really, really quick. I came across this during a commercial break about an hour ago. This is from a scientific publication, and the headline is, New Theory of Earth's Rapid Creation Makes Alien Life More Likely, According to Recent Study. 
Here's what the study says. We were probably wrong on how long it took for the Earth to come about. It was probably not millions and millions of years. It probably happened very quickly. Eh. Listen to this. Quote, the paper represents a groundbreaking revision of the conventional understanding of how the Earth was created and a new theory about the origin of the plant's life-giving water. The appearance of that water, the authors write, might not have happened entirely by chance. Hmm, yes. Quote, with this new planet formation mechanism, the chance of having habitable planets in the galaxy is much higher than we previously thought. All right, now, like I said, i got to really hurry. The conclusion of this new study is we were wrong. Science was wrong about how the Earth was formed and how long it took and blah, 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 blah. Instead of saying, hmm, a short time? Maybe the Bible is not so far off. No, instead of that, they go off in a completely direction, different direction and saying, hmm, well, that means there's probably life on other planets because it happened quickly and water and blah, 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 blah. This is fascinating. When you look at cosmologies, the study of the origins of the Earth, the universe— If you look at cosmologies during the time that the Bible was written, all of them, all of them, ancient Greece, ancient Rome, these highly advanced societies that gave us so much, built the pyramids, we look at their cosmologies, their theories of how the earth and the universe were created, we laugh at them. We laugh at them. And then we look at what the Bible said at the same time. In the beginning, God created. Nobody believes any of the cosmologies, but the Bible still stands. I wish I had more time. I wish I did. Hey, have a great evening. Good weekend. Be in a good Bible-believing church. Honor your dad, please. And wherever you go and whatever you do, remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern.